Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is December 15th, 2023, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Boy, everybody, the holidays are here. The parties are here, and uh, Christmas is coming up. I'm joined today by a special guest, AJ Corey with Kapol. Hello, AJ. How are you? I am great, Mike. How are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful, wonderful. Have you uh, had uh, a good holiday season so far? So far, so good. No snow here, which is also always a blessing. Uh, that's good. Uh, we, we have to go in the mountains for our snow, which is a couple hour drive. But hey, we're going to do that maybe. But yeah, it's it's a little bit warmer in certain areas, I would say, this this time of year. Yeah, we're up, up near the 50s here in Northeast Ohio, which is, uh, okay. you know, I don't mind the rain in December because you don't have to shovel it. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that. You just watch it go. Yeah. Well, AJ, you know, uh, I thought uh, I'd bring you on today to talk about innovation in specifically the candy industry. And you happen to be the chair for this year's Western Candy Conference. That is, uh, for those listeners out there that attend, to remind yourself, put in your travel budget, March 20th through 24th. Uh, at the McCormick Ranch in Scottsdale, Arizona. What a better place to be. And for those that don't know about the Western Candy Conference, AJ, why don't you tell them a little bit about why it's such a special uh, show to go to? Yeah, it was started um, about 91 years ago. Oh, uh, Yeah, it is. It is old. Of all of the conferences <laughs> out there, uh, it is yeah. old, but um, it doesn't make it irrelevant. So it was started about 91 years ago, basically to support the candy industry in California, and it has since really expanded. Um, yeah. There's a number of uh, small and mid-sized companies, a lot of family-owned companies, and you know a handful of multinationals are there as well. Really focuses on top-to-top relevant issues. And this year, yeah. we're actually addressing innovation, which is uh, really cool. That's a great idea. So uh, the reason that we're doing it is we've we've expanded the membership uh, okay. to include uh, nutraceutical companies because this. You know, there's a lot of overlap now between confectionery and nutraceuticals and you just have to go down the vitamin aisle and see all your gummy vitamins. Um, that's uh, look like the same thing that's in the yeah. bag of uh, gummy bears, but they... It's uh, the only way I will take vitamins, I'll tell yeah, you that. You know, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think over-the-counter drugs are next. Um, so, you know, we might be having a conversation sooner than later about that as well. Uh, pop a couple gummy bears for your headache. It would be great. There you go. I like it. But, uh, you know, we're, we're talking innovation. We're going to have uh, some interesting speakers from a number of different companies um, and, uh, you know, people who develop new products. Um, so it'll be really, really neat. Yeah. And what I like about the Western Candy Conference is it's, um, you know, it's a lot of from small, medium to large candy companies and the suppliers that support them. And it's a great way to collaborate about challenges and educate yourself about things. And I'll just say, you know, if you're a small or medium sized candy company in particular, it's a, it's a great conference for you to start going to because uh, a lot of multi-generational families, uh, the challenges around that. So it's just a, it's just a, a different and a different in a good way conference. And, um, and those that are interested or those that have to register for this next year uh, and you're a member, you can go to westerncandyconference.org. 
and uh, you can find all the information there. Yeah, I, I would I would argue that it is the uh, the friendliest conference out there. Uh, everybody yes. is so welcoming. So even if yeah. you're new, don't be apprehensive. Come on out. We'd love to have you. Yeah, I remember uh, the first one I went to years ago. Herm Rowland of Jelly Belly came right up to me and said, welcome to the Western Candy Conference. And uh, I thought that was really nice. So a uh, good group of people and hopefully uh, those uh, existing members will see you all there. And those new members are saying, God, how do I join? We'll go to the website. So AJ, what does uh, uh, Kapal do? What does your company do? And, and uh, maybe we could go right into the innovation of candy and some of the challenges that uh, innovation is helping solve. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, started, oh gosh, it's got to be in the 1970s in Germany. We were the first ready-to-use wow. chocolate polish company. Um, okay. And from there, the portfolio has expanded uh, to anti-sticking agents and a variety of surface treatments for uh, confectionery and pharmaceutical. Excellent. Um, and then most recently, we purchased uh, a company that brought us into the color and flavor space. And we have a oh. natural alternative to artificial lakes. Um it's a patented process that utilizes some rice protein. Okay. Um, and we have a titanium dioxide alternative that works incredibly well in a number of confectionery applications. So super relevant with what's going on. Yes, it is. Uh, out there legislatively. Well, you know, being based in California, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> titanium dioxide is, is, is a problem. And uh, one of those ingredients that you need to find alternatives for. So I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls on that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of success in it. Uh, it's been it's been really uh it's been really interesting to see how people are using the stuff, uh, even outside of what we ever imagined. So it's a yeah. it's a it's a neat place to be. Well, AJ, talk to me about maybe one of the big challenges you're seeing in the candy industry, and maybe how innovation is 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 helping uh, as a teaser to uh, those attending the conference. Yeah. Um, so you know, we touched on uh, gummy vitamins uh, earlier, and I think that is really the most relevant space. Uh, where things are being innovated, um, new carrier mechanisms, um, new formats, uh, and a lot of candy companies are getting into this space uh, mm. without saying too much. Like you can often figure out that there are candy companies doing both food and nutraceuticals uh, because you know capacity is out there, and uh, they want to they want to be able to utilize it. Mm. But I think one of the most interesting things that we've run into, you know, since since COVID and and moving on is both uh, like the commodities around oils that are used in this space mm -hmm, because they were mm -hmm. used um, really, really liberally in the confectionery industry and then in, in cosmetics. And as they've moved into this nutrition space, uh, MCT oils have become really, really sought after. Okay. Uh, and any hiccup in the market can really cause issues. Um, and, and for those that don't know, MCT oils, what does that mean? Uh, medium chain triglycerides. And they usually are derived from two sources, coconut and palm. Okay. Yeah, palm's got a bad rap recently. And there's a whole responsibly sourced palm oil initiative out there. And you mm -hmm. can get responsibly sourced palm oil. Um, but a lot of people just are looking to avoid it on the label. So people yeah. have moved to coconut MCT mm. oils and, um, that's cost a pinch in the market sometimes. And, you know, there's limited refining capacity. So you just got to watch out for it. Yeah. 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 And so, so, uh, you've seen a shift in these oils, uh, from palm to coconut mainly. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, a number of, um, companies out there uh, and even, uh, retailers that are just 
you know, palm free, uh, mm-hmm. that they just, they just want to avoid the stigma entirely. So coconut is really, uh, you know, for no pun intended, but a hot commodity out there. And, uh, <laughs> Hey, you worked in our title. <laughs> I did. I did. I'll, I'll, you, you can send the check to my home address. Okay, you got it. <laughs> Comes in slow. <laughs> All right. But, um, you know, the, you know, the interesting thing about coconut, coconut is it's perceived as an allergen, but uh, yeah. with the MCTs, they're so highly refined. It's a non-issue. Uh, got it. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. And, and how about, yeah, so you, so you mentioned uh, availability of these oils. Has that improved uh, as we've gone? I mean, obviously those that are in the oil market know that a lot of different uh, oils have been impacted, various oils from uh, safflower to sunflower to canola, et cetera, uh, for various reasons. Um uh, but yeah, how is the availability of that? Has that improved? So it's improved significantly since COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, over the last 18 months, we've seen a real decline in the cost of the raw materials and, and uh, finished goods. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, because it's grown in such a narrow band um, and refining capacity is limited, you know, what I would recommend is really if you see a low price, get all you can at this time because there's always a chance that it's going to spike. Yeah. Yeah. So taking coverage, even though the pricing has uh, maybe softened a little bit, availability is better. It's still uh, securing your supply. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're highly stable. So even if you have to hold it, um, Ah. there's there's really not uh, an issue with that. Okay. Uh, What other challenges, uh, innovation are you seeing out there in the industry? Yeah. So most of our um, nutraceuticals out there are co-manufactured. There are very, very few like people who are making their own stuff under their brand. So for these co-manufacturers who are producing multiple brands, uh, the big challenges are to meet the requirements of both the brands and the retailers that those brands are going mm. to. Like as we spoke about before, the uh, the no palm thing, a lot of folks have non-GMO things, color restrictions, you know, whether things are kosher or not, or halal or whatever dietary restrictions are maybe vegan, vegetarian, non-GMO project. There are huge, huge um lists of things that people are looking for. Uh, and it is really uh, difficult for some manufacturers to meet all of those things. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, anything else before we uh, let folks get on with their weekend? Uh, not really, but you know, have a happy holiday, be safe out there yeah. and uh, have an extra glass of eggnog for me. Yeah, absolutely. God, I love eggnog. Yeah. So I'm going to go buy some. I haven't bought any yet this, uh, Use uh, this holiday scene delicious. Ah, there you go. I like it. I like it. Well, AJ, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast today. It's good to hear you again on the podcast. Uh, and remember, we, hey, we're going to promote it again, the westerncandyconference.org. Uh, you can become a member or you can uh, register and reserve your hotel for uh, their conference on March 20th through 24th in Scottsdale, Arizona. AJ is the chair. He's going to put on a wonderful show on innovation and education and uh, uh, look forward to it. I'll be there. So um, until our next podcast, as I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. And until our next podcast, take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.